Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Hello to anyone listening. I realized that I had recorded an audio explaining what I was going to do with robertlego.org and I never got around to posting it and I kind of didn't like it or at least immediately after I was done so I don't think I'm going to post it. So just in a nutshell, what I'm going to try to do is record a podcast every two weeks and then in between that do a posting on robertlego.org hopefully I don't get too swamped or stressed from work and am able to uh, keep that it's not too bad but um, sometimes I get really tired of the computer hang on let me tell my dogs to be quiet okay there we go um so yeah, I it's not too much work, but sometimes I get a little busy at, at my actual career working on elevators, and it gets a little um, stressful when I'm trying to um, conceptualize some point I want to say and write an article and check it and post it properly. It's it's just a bit much. Um, so, uh, I don't think that there was anything else with the website or the podcast. Um, it, it seems that it's often very difficult to get people to come on and, and talk. So, um, I I kind of just told myself, well, why not just podcast? Podcast like the, the podcast that you enjoy listening to. Okay, these dogs are a little energetic. Um, I forgot. Oh, so, yeah, some of the podcasts that I listen to, it's just one person recording. And then um, I'm also leaving it open for maybe once in a while, post one up where people can call in. Or uh, maybe I can podcast with friends that come over that might read some of the stuff on there. Um, so yeah, I'm going to try to do that. And then I feel that the RSS will look a lot better if we have more audios linked to it. So, uh, if I do miss it on the site, it might be up on TalkShoe. And I think that the ID is 818. Oh, something's humming. Um, uh, talk shoe and you just look up question all. I, I think it's 818 678 uh, maybe. And if not, just look up question all. You have to be a member, but it's free. And you could just download a lot of the old ones that we did and all the uh, live talks that we did. And uh, uh, And then I have another one that I might end up using and if I do I'll link it to the site and I'll uh, post it either there or talk to you or uh, directly on robertlego.org um, I think that's about it I had a couple uh, things that I was thinking of 
<laughs> this feels a lot <clears throat> different than than when you're actually talking to someone. Um, a lot more difficult than it sounds. Um, so I was here. I've been hearing a lot of Radio Lab, ninety nine percent invisible uh, stuff. You should know stuff they don't want you to know. Brain stuff. Uh, and I got into a couple of really good, um, I guess, uh, well, one of them's a show and it, it eats, it's kind of like Twilight Zone. It's called the Black Mirror. And uh, it basically shows you a technological dystopia, meaning in the future when machines take over, uh, the theory, of course, <clears throat> there's... Uh, things wrong there's things that we don't expect and they take over and it's usually uh, very hellish um, so it kind of shows you the dark side of technology in most episodes and a friend was was over and she was watching it with me and she was saying um, why is it that there are so shows over there so cool and I realized you know what that's kind of true here in America we have more of the cool fun uh i don't know a guy that seems cool or popular um it, there's certain storylines and cliches and now it's the whole comic book thing but it seems that a lot of very intellectual television comes from the uk if you look at um doctor who and of course it's fiction but it, it presents so many ideas and theories that you really don't get uh, here and I, I'm trying to compare it to maybe something that's uh, in uh, Japan and um, the Japanese shows seem like it's a lot more about being realistic they have documentaries and of course they are contrived they're changed but uh, they feel more sincere um, I, I found myself and I'm going to try to stop saying um but I think that, yeah, some of the, the, well, actually a couple of the ones that we saw when we were in Japan, um, I'm not going to lie, it made me tear up. You just get so involved with the story and what's going on. And it, maybe because our reality TV's that much worse, or maybe just that theirs is a little bit more real. And I say that it, it, leading into something that I was thinking about earlier. Um I was hearing an uh I think it was a radio lab. It was a radio lab called Tunnel 57. Uh this is a tunnel that they dug from uh one side of Berlin to the other the with that whole conflict that happened there. And I'm constantly thinking when I'm listening to audios I'm thinking I wonder how much of this was Invented and how much of this is actual fact, and for a lot of reasons. I mean, reasons ranging from uh, propaganda to try to control people or make them think something that they want, or for the simple fact that we're not perfect, that our brains fail us, our memories, and to be able to really remember something that happened to you with absolute perfection sounds like it's almost impossible um, in my own experience I feel that it kind of supports that because I have stories where 
I, I know for a fact that I grew up experiencing something, but when I look back at it, there's certain details that are just very difficult to remember. Or it might even be something where it's something very silly or ridiculous, uh, something that, that makes the whole room laugh. And then you think back your, to yourself and it's almost difficult to be 100% sure that that's exactly the way that it happened. I think that most of the times it isn't the way that it happened. It's just the, every, well, the theory is that, and I believe it's it's proven through testing, scientific analysis, that when you're going back and you're, uh, or at least a couple of studies have proven that, but when you're going back to a memory, you can have uh, the memory itself be different than the actual experience. So in other words, you remember something with absolute certainty and for whatever reason, something else has overwritten it, yet you're still 100% convinced that something happened a certain way. Um, let me give the example of what they said. There was a car accident. And so I don't know if it was a, a guy that studied this or how exactly this worked, but there was a car accident. He goes up and he interviews people and he says, I, I'm, maybe he explained I'm doing an experiment and uh, can you please detail the events of what happened right in front of you? And so they say, yeah, the and this I'm just throwing together, but yeah, the minivan came across the side and the blue car smashed into the yellow minivan. And then he waits 10 years and asks them, okay, remember that study signed up? I'm just finishing it up now. Uh, can you repeat the what your memory of the event that happened? And so the person starts to say, well, yeah, this van turned here and the car hit here. And the van was red and the car was green or whatever. The colors are, are off. They're not the exact color that they said the, immediately after the event took place. And and they, they're confused. They know for a fact and they think back to their memory and uh, according to their claims, they're 100% convinced that the car was the color that they're saying. But the original recording is saying the other. So... Uh, it's believed, and through that and other experiments like that, where uh, there was one experiment where they um, implanted a mind in the person, and even then they were convinced. I believe it was something where they tell the person, well, we, uh, for this study, we got a picture from your parents. They present the picture, and it says, and they tell them, actually, sorry, I just screwed that all up. Okay. The person is told by the by the scientist excuse me he's told uh, we contacted your parents as part of this study and they gave us this picture meanwhile it's a lie um, all that picture was was just like a photoshop image of maybe them when they were younger or, or whatever it was but it wasn't real and so they give him the photo and they say, do you remember that day that you got lost and then uh, some tourists were talking to you? And it was something along the lines of basically just implanting a memory that wasn't there. And so they say they recall it and they say, yes, I remember that it was such and such. After that, they're told, you know what, that that never happened. We completely made this up. 
and they're they're confused they're puzzled because that's exactly what they remember um so where was i going with this uh berlin the wall the tunnel okay so um they even mention on there that uh hitler which hitler just like osama bin laden and uh actually I believe both of those have a lot of correlation. There's, um, I think it was Hitler's skull that they claimed was his actual skull. They analyzed it and they found that it was a female skull, that it wasn't even uh, Hitler's. Um, so then there's theories that pop up. Oh, I need to get this. Okay, that was my sister. <clears throat> Where was I? Tunnel. Um, oh, so, yeah, they mentioned that um, even the place where Hitler... Um, and you'll notice the correlation here. Um, I hope that's the right word. Correlation. I'm trying to sit in front of the... And I, I don't type like this. It's just because I have the recorder in one hand. Okay, yeah, it seems right. Correlation. Um, statistical relationship between two random variables. Anyway, so Hitler and Bin... Yeah, Bin Laden. Um, I, I heard on this, on this radio lab, uh, what was it, Tunnel 47? It says that the reason that they didn't mark where Hitler was killed was because they didn't want... and sound the sound the little da, da 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 because they didn't want it to be a place of worship and that's exactly if i remember correctly exactly what they told us about bin laden that the reason why they didn't bring the body and show us proof except for what was it it was um i don't know that there was ever any evidence actually because if if I remember correctly, there was a picture where they said that they were watching the raid happen and it was all staged and they came out and said that it was staged or at least I, I, I remember something like that. Well, anyway, um, same thing. And so no proof. Yeah, the person is dead. I guess Hussein is, is somewhere in that that field too. Um and uh, that had nothing to do with the tunnel one. So let me go back to the tunnel. Um, the tunnel was, uh, or the wall was dividing uh, post-Nazi uh, Germany, dividing the two. And I, I really hope this is right because I, I didn't like history growing up and in school. And I've I've never researched it, so... Um, I don't know that I have enough time to properly educate myself on the propaganda throughout the ages. Um, okay, so Berlin div divided in two, and then uh, through this tunnel, uh, I think one of the guards came through, and he wasn't... Or, or he was met at the door so there was a scuffle back and forth soldiers shooting and they announced that one of the guys that were 
was guarding the tunnel was uh, shot the the officer and then um, by the way later it turns out that it wasn't it was a friendly fire from one of the soldiers so for all we know these guys just ran in fear of the government and they shot at them and um, one soldier shot another soldier um, okay but the reason it was so the <laughs> Okay, I'm trying to go too many directions at once. So this tunnel um, created this event where this soldier died. The different sides of Germany were fed different stories. On one, it read as if some rebel gangsters from across the wall came across and shot one of our soldiers. While on the other side, they know because they were the ones tunneling, they know that it was... A, a, a tunnel that only succeeded in getting 47, hence the name, uh, 47 um, prisoners? I don't know what they were, what they'd be considered. Well, because they're, they're fleeing to the better part. And so the propaganda is is divided right through the center of this thing. And the only reason that they got actual evidence of the true truth according to what i'm hearing is that this the side that was tunneling sent a message through balloons saying uh i'm speaking for my people uh it uh we apologize for the your loss uh and i believe that it was something where it, it said don't blame us though be blame the repressive regime that forces Germans to kill Germans and divide people rather than fix problems. And so this, the I guess the propaganda melts down. And so I was thinking, it's interesting that before when I started podcasting and getting into this, I feel like there wasn't as many people that were, uh, how would you say, waking up realizing the lies that are told to you on a daily basis but i i don't know if it's just that i know how to spot the people that think a lot easier but it almost feels like there was more and more people and so i was thinking when podcasting barely started there really wasn't uh let me pause this Okay, my neighbor decided to turn on her AC, uh, even though it's maybe 70 degrees outside. Um, okay, so, man, I'm surprised I'm able to jump right back to where I was. Okay, so this balloon um, dissolved that. Oh, okay, so the the amount of people that are waking up and realizing and asking questions and being more skeptical of the the rhetoric that they're crammed down their you know what i'm trying to say so it's increasing and just like in um that okay <laughs> so th this connects to what i was talking about earlier with uh, Japan, not the television, not well. At least it feels like it's not 
as much propaganda as it is here in the States. You don't feel uh, there's ads and everything, but you don't feel like you're being brainwashed when you're watching television out there. And I was thinking, could it be that the Japanese people have been programmed properly so they can let off a little? Because I, I and I know that there's things that you're not allowed to do in all places around the world, and some places are better than others. But Japan uh, was, and it feels like I can understand both sides. But just for the point, I, I, let me just objectively point out something about Japan: that when they they have a thing where they're very proud of their job. Even if it's a street sweeper, you dress properly, you're clean, you're, you have, I don't know, even your hair's fixed, uh, maybe not, not the hair all the time, but you could clearly tell that it's a street sweeper and they're doing their job and they're not like here where you're kind of just slumped over and leaning on stuff and just texting and just doing stuff that you're not supposed to be doing while you're getting paid. And that, that goes for myself as well. I, I'm sure that I don't look like an absolute perfect mechanic that you would see somewhere. I, I'm, I slouch and I lean on things. But I, I'm, I'm saying that we have this thing where we are kind of <clears throat> half-assing it. We, we don't have that much pride in, in things like that. And I, I think that because I saw some documentaries and I thought of that and I realized that I kind of liked, well, I never really had anything against uniforms, but there is some part of a uniform that's kind of cool. Um, I worked at Universal and we all had the same uniform and it, it kind of takes, obviously, the individual and takes away what it is to be an individual. But at the same time, if you're, let's say... You're in middle school and your parents don't have a lot of money. Uh, if you have a uniform in the school, that's only a couple of changes of clothes that your parents have to buy. And so there's a comforting thing to people that, that aren't well off when there's such a divide when you're, and I'm probably making a case for prisons or something, but... I felt a little bit better when I knew that I didn't dress like the cool kids and I was kind of uh, insecure. I welcomed the idea of wearing just a white polo shirt and jeans uh, or or whatever the khaki or whatever the uniform is. Um, and then when I hit high school, I saw the difference. I saw how... Um, you had the kids that make fun of other kids for not having the right brand or, or, or I don't know. It, it could be summed up to kids are mean, but there, I think that there's something there that's really interesting and really powerful that um, uniforms, um, that while wearing uniforms, you can create an equal how would you say there, there's no uh, societal there's no levels to the people if they're all wearing the same thing then it works and uh, it, it takes away who 
each individual is and let's just focus on what you're here what you're being paid for um, and again I, I'm, I'm realizing more and more that that's sounding worse but um, I was thinking that at the same time that's kind of something a, a bit subservient because okay it, it makes sense for something like a school but imagine if everybody in the country had to wear the same colors um, and that's maybe the power of what that is. So I'm thinking the Japanese people, and no offense to Japanese people, but the Japanese people seem to be a little more programmed and not rebels. And they're not, I, I don't hear, um, apart from the whale thing that's kind of crazy, I don't hear too much uh, protest and rebellion and and just things like that. Um, I, I've said on these things before where when I was in Japan, one of the biggest stories was a sumo wrestler that quit sumo to play soccer because he said, oh, my knee hurts or I forget what it was that he said, something real harmless. And then they caught a video of him playing soccer. And um, I guess he was getting into soccer. I don't know. But that's that's the news that they had in Japan. If you during that two weeks that I was there, if you turned on the TV and, and you had the news on, you can bet almost 100 percent for certain that it was that story. Um, it's all the news had. It just had that unless you were watching some regular show but the news every news um i don't know news night mentioned oh and the sumo wrestler that lied and to not do sumo um and i think it, it's probably something to do more with the lie than anything else um i don't know but I was thinking, okay, so you don't need as much force there. And I, I'm talking about a, on a grand scale. Okay, let's say that there is controllers to everything that happens in our world. Um, and it, it's not that far-fetched if you think about it, because every place has hierarchy. There's government in all parts of the world. And who's to say that they might not just agree with themselves and support each other? And that's how you get a one world government. But so I, I was thinking and man, I can't believe I've been talking about the same thing for this long. Um, I was thinking that, OK, sometimes you do need, I guess the term would be rabbit holes to catch people. And if you think about it as an image, picture maybe a wave, a wave of water coming in one direction and it's powerful, but you need to weaken it. So you start drilling little holes where you're catching little and little bit of that water. And by the time it gets to you, there's it's very harmless. And so I think that I think that this is happening around us. <laughs> Maybe this is a, a stoner thought, but I really do feel that there is uh, flows and and uh, trends. Uh, flows and trends where they're not they're 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 actually fabricated and 
look at throughout time i mean the the 70s and then the whole drug thing happened and um i think that most musical movements are just i i mean to use the the typical conspiracy word it's mind control i don't know that we know for sure that uh, a rocker dresses like a rocker because he likes rock um, I, I think that there's more to that. There might be, it, it's almost like a cult. Because if you think about any different style for any type of music, you can almost tell exactly what generation that was or what type of music or, um, and, that, and that's through just how they're dressing. So they're presenting their cult, their group that they're a part of and that they believe in to the world. And this uh, divides the people and it makes them realize, okay, look, I'm I'm the goth walking down the street. So unless you're dark like me and you're hurting inside, you're, uh, you might want to stay away from me. And then the other guy realizes that and he says, oh, that guy's not like me. So it's, it's presenting what cult you're a part of and you're, um, I guess you connect with each other through that. But, okay, another jump. So hang on. Um, to what I was talking about before, the the control that they need for when there's so many minds. Because, okay, just accept this as a given. Let's say that there is. Let's say that there is, call it Luminati, call it the Masons, call it any of those big, powerful families. Think about any of those. And let's just say they're in control of the world. So you need to have different variations in different parts and you need to, some places might need a little more attention than others. And I, I'm making it sound like it's just a video game or I don't know, like a game of chess or something where we can do. But I think that it's it's big. It's got to be big because the way, the the reason why I was thinking this was when I first got into podcasting, there wasn't much conspiracy shows or shows uh, giving you information that is not commonly heard, let's say, on television or on the radio. And then I feel like when there was enough spillage into that direction of people thinking and asking questions and leading to certain groups that would lead them to be called things like conspiracy theorist and truther and no planer and all, all these um what's the word at ad, ad hominem attacks uh those are spillage it's 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 kind of like in the movie the matrix where he says vampires and werewolves and all those things those are examples of things that aren't obeying the rules of the matrix so there's this big uh, power that's controlling everything. It's got its con, uh, it's got its tentacles gripped around every single one of us that is a part of that system, and and sometimes things get lost and things detach and it needs to correct. And I think that um, of course podcasting was getting more and more popular, but now you're it's getting to a point where it's just spilling out a little bit too much. And then you start seeing things like 
internet neutrality and censorship in certain realms and um, I don't know, like governments starting to stick their hands in there and trying to stop things and uh, trying to um, overtax things or control things in certain directions. But that's the tentacles gripping again. That's the part that broke free and they need to get a grip on. Um, kind of like the, I don't, I don't know, throughout time. It, it's hard also because it's to the point where it's almost difficult to talk about history because you really don't know how much of it is true. I, I've done postings where um, there's evidence that shows that Abraham Lincoln was a racist and possibly even a homosexual. He was half black and he hated them. He uh, would make people flee the country. He would offer money for blacks to leave. Um, he, I, I mean, there's there's a, a list of things that he did. There's, it's ridiculous. Yet he's presented to us like a saint. But it's happened since who knows when. Um, I, I don't doubt that most historical figures that we've ever been given have a little bit of sprinkling of dung, a little bit of poop just squeezed in between there like a like a sandwich <laughs> because the more that information comes out the more that all this stuff is dissolving and falling apart and not making sense but the thing that bothers me though is that uh, this is rewriting a certain part of history but if you think about it it's not really fixing or, or how should I say, the impact is, is still controlled. There's only certain parts that are allowed to be corrected, but then we have others like the most recent one, 9-11. The book is still going to read whatever uh, extremist terrorist hijacked four planes on this day and crashed three in these places. Um, all the things that don't make sense about that event, all the things that have been brought up and not answered and so much of that that just has holes. It's like a story that the whole page is just chewed up like a dog just bit different parts of it. There's parts missing, parts are reversed and other parts in, and you're looking at this all patched up and you're saying, do you guys really want to put this in the history books? I, I don't know. There's some things here. But look back and and look at Kennedy there's so much to Kennedy that just doesn't make sense um I was talking about Hitler um bin Laden Hussein see what I mean those are recent ones so they, these are a little bit easier to look at and see actual footage and make up your own mind and and understand all the information and come up with your own theory and maybe it's the internet, but at the same time, <clears throat> the internet, just like every single other thing that has ever been given to us, is controlled. It's it's made in a way where they're not giving us anything that really sets us free. How long have I been talking? Okay. <clears throat> um, it still has its downside. Uh, I mean, apart from how every product is meant to fall apart. We didn't 
we it seems that everything that's manufactured today it's all plastic and look at we even have plastic printers in our homes now the things with plastic is it gets brittle and so even at work with elevator parts there's things that just don't work and they always fail and there's buttons that because it's plastic and you have a light inside it it starts to warp it after a certain amount of time and it just that or that heat alone after a couple of years makes that plastic very brittle and hard and it might even color different but everything is towards plastics and i think that one of the places where it started was the what was the uh to, the house of tomorrow in disneyland walt disney um i i believe he's a mason i mean you can tell he's a part of something big he he knows what he's doing uh if you go out to disney this is something that i uh came across um if you go to disney you get a sense that this place is so massive yet it's only i mean if you look at it you can do this you can go on on uh your whatever favorite map uh website that you have go to look in where disney is and it's only i mean it is a couple blocks it is somewhat big but when you're in there it feels like it's just very very uh long and it's meant that way i i'm told that the i, I kind of you know what i don't even remember if i read it i must have read it after i went to disney the last because it said that the architecture at the entrance of disney and these are the things that um i think disney was testing and or getting experts in this field and not only that but i think that he was involved with a lot of studies on on people there's a a city that that walt disney owns or or made let me see um disney city maybe Disney City, let's see. So this, uh, it was in Florida, yeah, Celebration, Florida. See, let me see if I can read some of this to you. Um, is a consensus designated place, CDP, and a master plan community in Osceola County, Florida, United States, located near Walt Disney World Resort and originally developed by Walt Disney, the Walt Disney Company, as part of Orlando Kissimmee Metropolitan T Statistical Area, Celebration's popul population was 7,427 at the 2010 census. So this is a place that it it's basically Disney. If you look at the uh, buildings, it, it really does look like that. So I wonder if they would say, well, well you got to be a Mason, you got to sign your first born away and you got to <laughs> you got to do all these things to sign up but the um the pictures look really interesting it it really is if you've been to disney it's just like main street uh let me see celebration copy that i just want to see some pictures and so uh, last time that I was at Disney, I was thinking, you know what he's kind of doing, what he's saying and doing is that 
this is how it could be if you let us te- take over. That's kind of the the feeling that I got because Disneyland, I think, presents something that's a little bit more than just here, come here and have fun because everybody's treating you a certain way and everybody's, um, everybody, how would you say? It's almost like everybody's working for something to have an experience to go places. And if you think about that in a setting for a, uh, a, a militaristic dystopia. There's the the big words again. So it's the, in the future, the military's taken over and you just look at, maybe you write a script and you follow a couple of people. It's very similar. And I think that th- that's what Walt Disney was showing us. He's saying, look, we can have fun. We can design buildings like cartoons. We can have fun rides. We can make things um, better than they are now, less dirty and a lot better. This is what you get if you let us all take over. This is the message from the top. And I guess this town, I don't doubt that it's something like that, that it feels because it looks just like a theme park. Everything is spotless. The streets are are just, uh, I mean, you can eat off of these places. It's just so incredible. And it's very reminiscent of Disney, but the test for Disney was made where as you're walking through Disney, it feels like it's really, really big. And you, you look at the map on, you can look it up online, I'm sure. And it's not even that big. It's almost like a C shape. And all you're doing through the park is you're just going around this square and there's dead ends to it. It's it's almost like a video game, like in a video game where you get to a certain part and there's just bushes and you can't go past that, employees only. And that's what I, if I remember correctly, I think that California Adventure is like that too, where it just loops around in uh, Hollywood, the tower. Um, what's it called? Hollywood Tower, T- Tower of Terror, whatever it is. Uh, right at the entrance of that part of that ride, there's just uh, walls and you can see that that's the, the other side of it. But when they're closing, they don't let you go through there. They make you walk all the way around and you are tired. So it feels like it's forever. But if you really think about it, you're like, OK, we just passed this land and we're in this other land and we're almost at the door now. Um, it just makes it feel like it's that uh, that much larger in scale. Uh, and not only that, but most worlds where you're in, it's difficult to look and see the other world next to it. If you go to the Disney, notice that when you're in Tomorrowland, you look around and you can't see the other land that's next to it. Fantasy land, I think, or whatever it is. Um, when you're in each one of the places, you look around and you don't see the other place. And it wasn't a, I don't know, a a mile walk. It was a short distance, but they just have you like a rat in a maze, just walking through this thing. And you're going around bushes and buildings and walls. And those things are what separates the different world and makes you feel that now you've ventured, you're farther down the line of what there is to see. Um, so, so yeah, I think that (laughs) <laughs> That's what that message was. Where was I going with that Disney? 
um, Celebration Florida. Um, see, I, I had to derail at one point. I, I was fine, and then I just, I don't know, I trailed off, and then I just dropped. I'm lost now. Um, I know that I was saying about how I think that there's a need to keep people um, in under control. And I, I don't know that... I don't know that it's... Um, necessary to actually hurt anyone because as you know a lot of what I try to research now and try to find is truth and a lot of the times what you're presented in the news I mean you can do it as an exercise next time you see a somewhat large event that happened on the news and that most networks are talking about go online and look and see what parts of those don't work uh, if you're not that good at it, especially, I, I mean, I did, I probably still do it now. I'm learning stuff from Mark, um, what, uh, truthin7minutes.com and uh, fetch123.com. Um, so, yeah, he, I mean, he, this guy's, <laughs> Mark's probably the smartest person I know. And I'm constantly just, um, learning about research that he does and it's puzzling how he could find such great information um but it's not difficult once you have a working mind you just look and you see um that's actually one of the other things that came up when my friend was over she's saying uh well my our friend my girlfriend and i my fiance that's so weird to say um so she was um what did she point out? Um, yeah, I had to fall on my face one more time. I paused it because I can't remember where I was. What I, she? Well, what it was that she talked about that I wanted to point out. Um, but uh, she came over and my girlfriend was busy, so we were just sitting back watching the Black Mirror show, and it brought up a lot of really interesting. Um, thoughts and points um, if you go and watch this I kind of recommend that you skip the first one I don't know why the uh, first one I don't see too interesting but all the others it really give you a different side of uh, technology um, oh about fakery so most of the time you don't really need anybody hurt you just put a, a news report out that says I don't know 50 I was going to say 57 because of that tunnel um, I don't know it, usually it's a do double number or it's uh, 23 and there's certain numbers that constantly pop, pop up 44 um, so they say 44 people died and blah 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 they don't need to have actual people die and I, I don't doubt that some of these events do happen but on some of the ones that we've researched there's uh, very little evidence to prove what it is that they're saying and I, oh that, that was another thing that I wanted to, to really talk about it seems that most events have at least one event that's very very blatant and I don't know if that's to kind of poke fun or 
um, I'm trying to think one step ahead, or that itself is given as a handle for those, for people like me and Mark and Gabby and all the people that I talk to, um, uh, that I've talked to and, and that just think that are out there. Um, I'm trying to think of what the first one was, um, but not obviously not in order. Um, the the marathon, there was white smoke with the explosion when it's always black smoke when something like that happens. The, there's no explosions with white smoke like steam. Um, I guess another one that's really big is the guy that... Um, the the blast broke off his leg or blasted off his leg and even nurses themselves see the whatever it is that they're telling us and they think wait well I think I was told in school that if that happens you bleed out in minutes that guy's calm <laughs> what's the fight club thing calm as a Hindu cow uh, and what does he say when he's talking to the press? He's announcing, "Oh wow, um, I, I'm alive!" Uh, what and and talking about the event, obviously pulling it back into the mainstream. And it, they interview him, and he says, uh, "Yeah, I heal up really fast. Uh, my friends actually call me, and not. I, it was that same year. Uh, what movie's about to come out? Wolverine." Dun, da, da, dun. So this guy says, hey, yeah, my friends call me Wolverine just in time for the release of the whatever the Wolverine one was with when he's in Japan. I didn't see it yet. But so so there's that ridiculous part of that 9-11. It's hard to say which one, but I would say the planes going through the building. Uh, the way that they go through it like a cartoon, that there's a dust cloud and damage through the wings themselves, the uh, engines would need it, of course, and the fuselage. But the thing is that the moment that the nose makes contact with the building, the bil the plane itself slows down enough and it starts to absorb all that crush, slows Anything that in the front that's crushing is energy that's being absorbed, meaning that the center is slowing down. Now, the wings are still going at the same speed, so it would give way. It's almost as if you're lying down as a plane. The area where, the, where your armpits is, that would weaken the moment of impact, the millisecond that that nose makes contact. And now you have heavy wings on a flimsy wing and then the fuselage so the fuselage slows down the engines pull forward and the wings are basically ripped forward you didn't see that in that crash i think that that's very telling um and of course they have the 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 tower falling that it falls or explodes almost um very similar to independence day the way that the buildings were blasted by the aliens and the floors were blowing up from top to bottom uh, so what's another one? Um, the Japanese tsunami, cars floating. When you ask somebody or if they're seeing the event, they're like, wow, how tragic. Huh? I wonder how many people died and uh, what a horrible thing. I hope that doesn't happen here. That's commonly what you hear. But when you look at the footage and you really think to yourself, do cars float? This, well, I think it was more than 2,000 pounds. It's something like... 
three to 4,000 pounds is what a car weighs. That's two tons. So now this t- two-ton thing that's not vacuum sealed, there's no, there's air inside, but that quickly escapes. So this 4,000 pound piece of metal with some air inside lands in the water. You can be pretty sure that it's not going to float for a very long time. I can understand that it could skid. Maybe the tire, that the air that's inside the tires would make it kind of hover a little and then the current of the water would make it slide on cement. But that car's not going to float. That's another thing that was very telling uh, about Neil deGrasse Tyson. He mentioned on the Joe Rogan podcast that there was, uh, I think it's here, Hurricane Katrina, right, that hit the East Coast. Well, that exact year is when I went to New York and met Mark in person. Um, Neil deGrasse Tyson said on the Joe Rogan podcast that the parking structure for his building had cars floating out of it. So in other words, the the parking structure was flooded, making the cars in the underground parking structure float and come out through the entrance of the the garage (laughs) how silly is that 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 water is filling up uh, i'm sure that it's not filling up like a tsunami but it's slowly filling up but it's strong enough to pull two four thousand pound cars that have been submerged right out of the entrance of the building so i'm expecting to see a lot of construction going on when I go to New York and I'm like I wonder if we can still go see the Statue of Liberty which we weren't able to because we were told that there was too much water on the grass and it wasn't safe Um, whatever that meant so they drive us close to it and then come back what what my thoughts are and we took some pictures but we they know they know what they're doing they we weren't able to get close enough to see if the grass was all dead or or if it looked like it did flood and then go back down and that's actually one thing that i was looking at when i went to uh when i when i was in new york i went through what is it called the ferry (laughs) we were we were getting on the ferry and uh the how was it the buildings all around the dock the cement around the dock Everything that I was looking at, like I learned in geology class, one of my favorite classes, um, I didn't see evidence of the water level rising. There was no uh, corrosion on the buildings. And I, I, I work on buildings that have had water damage and there's evidence of it. Believe me, there's always a smell. There's, um, there's a feeling of, I don't know, it's just dirty feeling. And this is years after, and uh, there's even places where I've been at, and I tell them it smells musky. Is that the word? And they say, oh, yeah, there was a a leak on the ceiling 10 years ago or five years ago or whatever. And it's still there. You can still smell it. Um, So, yeah, so that tells me that Neil deGrasse Tyson, that Mr. I can teach you complicated things in an easy way, which is what makes him cool and that he's like a regular guy and he's super genius and he talks about huge things that we can't prove or disprove. 
and space and planets and dimensions and weird stuff like that. But he must be a part of it because he's feeding that propaganda on a show that gets listened to by millions. Um, let me think, what's another one? Um, the plane, there was a plane thing, and uh, there was a couple back-to-back, I think, with planes, and most of them had something that just didn't make sense. Um, I don't want to say, you know what, I, I'm not going to point those out because I'll probably get them wrong, but I remember that there was things. Uh, another one is ISIS. Uh, around the time when uh, I, the ice bucket challenge came out, we had ISIS. Uh, before that, it was Co. What is it? Coney, 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 twenty twelve or whatever it was, um, which turned out to be a lie. And and um, I don't know. Even the video itself had a bunch of a bunch of like ad hominem attacks, and and it was very illogical. It's almost like it was constructed. Um, and I don't know that I can bring up examples on that one either because I don't want to get that one wrong. But if you look it up, you, there's YouTube videos. There's tons of stuff. There's so so much people out there that are waking up to this and really analyzing truths um, or the truth out of what we're told. Uh, I'm trying to think. There was one other one I had in my head. Um Coney, I think there was a shooting. Uh, There was one in Japan and uh, some reporters were kidnapped or something and killed. Oh, that's what it was. So the ISIS, there's even a shot where the guy that's slicing the other guy's neck is, there's no shadow to him. Um, Not to mention that the video itself is so uh, almost like a, what is it? the director of that zombie movie, uh, Dawn of the Dead, Romero. It's like a Romero thing. Like the guy puts the blade up to the front of the neck. And I'm not talking about this from a morbid, weird thing or anything like that. But so he puts up the knife to it and starts like slicing back and forth. But if you really look, because that's why it's presented that way, because it's a shock factor and you look away or you don't want to see it. And all the little things that don't make sense, they're hidden. And when you you look at it objectively and try to analyze, okay, well, the, the person is dead, then let me just analyze what really happened. And when you look, the knife isn't really cutting. And then it, the the shot cuts, and it looks like more makeup has been applied. It, it actually fades to black for a couple seconds, fades back, and now the knife is at the center of the neck. But this could be a prop knife, kind of the ones that go into the handle. And he's just doing a stabbing motion on the side, fades to black again, and then you get the head detached from the body. Um, I think that 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 photo itself had some really fishy things with the shadows and things like that. But like I'm saying, a lot of these events have those, if you think about it from the conspiracy theorist or the truth or the whatever you want to call him, the critical thinker, there's handles for him to pull and say, hey, guys, look at this. Now, that's what's causing the divide. And it might be what's kind of allowing people to break free. Um, 
and and this is of course fighting everything that's given to you if you think about it most of the things that you do throughout your day or throughout your life throughout your um month year whatever you want a period of time you want to look at everything that you're given is to give you a distraction and i think that we have so much more potential to do many other things i even heard uh it was on the Joe Rogan podcast. Somebody was saying that we have, oh, I want to say it was Joe. No, it might not have been. I've been listening to too many podcasts. Uh, my route's big. Um, well, anyway, they were saying that there's more, a more ability to remember things in your brain than there is uh, stars in the universe. So that means you think of what the, that potential is about our brain. And you start to think, man, I wish we would start harnessing it or start really thinking of ways to utilize that power. But we don't. We don't. And I, I'm saying that for myself as well. I, I, I mean, I told you earlier I was watching I was watching a TV show. But most of your day, most of your energy is being spent and look back at yourself and ask yourself how much of that is worth it in the end and i don't want to turn this into um like a like a empowering piece a documentary or something like that i don't want to make it cheesy like that but uh most of the things that you're doing are distractions they don't they don't give you value in the end and I don't know, it, it, I tend to believe that the value, the true value that you can get are actual experiences. That's why I always talk about how it's almost disturbing when I'm at a place and I can't talk to someone. And I'm not talking about the, hey man, what's up? How's, how's this work? Or I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about really talking and analyzing and, and um, I was talking to a friend and <laughs> this friend is going through changes uh, in life and is expected to conform to this new thing that the person wants to be. And I'm being really, um, she probably doesn't care. Now you know it's a, it's a she. Um, so anyway, she was saying how it's hard it's it's exhausting because she's trying to be a good um partner and cook and and clean while still working over 40 hours and it just gets tough and difficult and so i was telling her um there's certain things about society that we've constructed i don't know if they're good or bad but they are the way that they are and the reason that they've worked for so long must be that there is some value to them. Things like, um, and, and I was making comparisons to her. I, I said that, you know what, if I said this on a podcast, which I'm doing now, so watch me um, piss people off. Um, if you look at, let's say, a statement like uh, women are good in the kitchen and good with children, there might be women out there that are like, well, so what about it? What about the workforce? What if the woman doesn't want to have a kid and what, and start getting defensive that way? I mean, I've had it with 
people that I'm talking to. And it sounds really misogynistic, but there is, um, they are, there is truth to it. There is things that, that for whatever reason work well. I'm not that great with kids. My girlfriend or my fiance is, is awesome with them. She teaches dance and they've won first place many years and they're very disciplined. And, uh, when I used to go, uh, to her work, I would see all the other coaches and how they would, uh, get, I don't want to say get control of their kids, but, um, t- educate their kids and, and children and, uh, make them or allow them to have activities like, uh, like dance. That's one of them. And, she's got it. I don't know what it is, but she's got it. And it, it makes me really excited because when we ever, when, whenever we have children, I don't doubt that she can raise great people. But, um, this friend was going through that step into maybe having a serious relationship and, and giving it everything. And so I was telling her, you know what, that says that you're you're an awesome person that you are the right person. But at the same time, you're being asked that by yourself. It's, are you sure you want to step into this, this door? Because I I know people that aren't ready for it and they, how would you say they weren't ready to have children and they're still trying to have fun and to go out. Uh, One of the things is uh, like, let's say clubbing. Uh, And I know that there is, uh, couples that go out to clubs but then you start to get distinction of this is a couples club this is a singles club because the club is the environment to pick up so if you have a person a, a partner and you go there without them you're kind of presenting yourself as available and so there's certain things about uh how would you say there's certain things about society that are formed in a certain way and you got to ask yourself, well, there's things that we can be, um, how would you say, uh, we might uh, choose to evolve into, but then there's other things that if you do too much changes, you might screw things up. And that's why I think that a lot of the problems arise with uh, most children being raised by the government and by daycares and both parents having to work and it goes right back to what I was saying earlier. If there's someone in control up at the top, they want it that way. They they are making it where you have to, both parents do have to work for most type of families. And so that means that the children need to be raised by either family or by somebody that they're paying. How long have I been talking? Whoa. Okay, I don't want to go too much over an hour on on these, uh, especially if I'm by myself. I don't know that hearing my nasally voice for over an hour is is that great. Um, But what was I? The end of everything. Um, Yeah, so the distraction, most of what we do, I, I thought of that actually in a really... Um, somber way Um, I thought to myself you know when I die what difference is it really going to make and I'm not saying like like emo like all sad and woe is me kind of thing but no I really was thinking 
about death itself. And so that led me to believe, uh, not believe, led me to start exploring and thinking about what life means. And in the end, if your time is whatever's written and you die, what difference is there depending on what your choices are? Because obviously the choices lead you to where you're at now. And so I was thinking, um, greater things that you're doing and helping people and being better and and uh, making the, your environment a better place is so much well obviously the the other uh, being a bad person it, people will know you and you you are leaving a bit of a memory legacy behind of who you were but um with that theory that my friend from Washington, Dimitri, had that what if death is just you rewatching your life over and over? And for whatever reason, we're programmed to feel good when we do something good. And I think that um, that that's an, another thing. And oh man, I got to let, let me speed through these. Um, I heard a radio lab where they were talking. It was. Uh, let me see. I think it's called Lucy, the podcast. So if it's not Radio Lab, then it might be. No, it should be Radio Lab. So anyway, uh, that, that episode, it's, it's showing how um, an ape was more human than ape and it, the struggles. And um, I believe it was the other way around as well. And so I started to think, you know what? Just like we have so much potential in our brain, we do have a lot of potential within ourselves. Um, it's believed that when a, a girl has, when a when a woman is pregnant, she craves really weird things. Now, uh, I believe it was a doctor. It was one of the, a doctor's theory saying that they believe that these cravings are based uh, specifically on need. So in other words, if the person needs potassium, they crave a an, an, uh, banana. If they need uh, certain nutrients, they crave those. But because they're kind of scattered around, they tend to mix them up because they're craving pickles and peanut butter. They're craving two things that normally don't go together, but they have the nutrients that the person needs. So just like this exists and there's parts about animals that make them so human and humans and make them very much like animals. I think that there is programming inside us that tells us what is the right thing to do and what is the wrong thing to do and what should make you feel good. And of, of course, sometimes things get screwed up and those feelings aren't, aren't common and something is wrong there. It's almost like, like the whole, I don't know how much of it is nonsense, but the whole evolution thing where little mutations keep popping up and if it's if it's something necessary then it stays and if it's not then it just fades away um i i guess some examples would work but i don't know um if that proves that we came from apes or um i'm i'm not 100% convinced about that um but i think that we have uh programming inside our brains that really is there to guide us but oh here's another one uh, i heard one on uh how was it natives 
this guy was in a different country. And the way that they greet each other is they it's something along the lines of how are you going or where are you going? And you point in the direct or you you describe the places that you're going. But in, uh, I, you know, how it's n north, south, east, west. This thing is, it has, I think it's like 16 of them. So you're saying, or it, it might even be less, I'm not sure. But it, it, you're saying, oh, I'm going northeast, west, and then south uh, for blah, blah, blah. And so this foreigner went there and, and struggled to get their mind in that and um, and struggled. And they kept thinking that he was kind of slow because, well, why doesn't he know where he's going? He's Is he dumb? And once he got that tool program, once his mind had adapted, he said that he saw himself as a helicopter view. So in other words, it's not the self-centered thing that we've all been born knowing. It's the idea that, okay, when you're driving south, you're an object that's moving in a southern direction. And it's, it's not from your perspective. And there's also an example on the cracked book, and I know that they mentioned it on the podcast, where the this tribe does the same thing. They don't know, they, as far as I know, they don't even have a word for left and right. So they memorize, okay, I went east, uh, I went west, and they get so good at navigating through this jungle that they can go at night, even if it's really dark, because they know exactly the coordinates to get there. Now, the way that a lot of us think is you turn left, and then you go down a certain amount, and then you turn right, and then you whatever it is that you're doing. So... Those two different ones, the one that we all have the that are under this power structure, this control, <clears throat> is useless. It's pointless. But when you adapt your mind with something as simple as that, just knowing if you're going south or west or whatever, you're, you're programming your mind to have a compass and to orient you through this big map. And you're able to understand where exactly you are at any point and you'd probably never get lost but what happens why is it that we can't have it it's the distractions it's the video games it's the and i've been victim to it just like everyone else um although i didn't listen to music and i think that that's kind of one of the things that helped me is i started <clears throat> i guess internalizing and then coming up with ideas and drawing and getting more into art but that music control wasn't there. And um, you see it all around you. Like I was saying before, you dress like it. Well, look at this brand new movement. And I think that that's just another wall to, to contain the spillage of people that need something, that need distractions. Um, I'm trying to think. I think there was something about that. Well, anyway... Um, the whole e uh, electric dance music, uh, EDM, the the new trend now, that I think is is these these um, this group of people that don't have uh, uh, en uh, enough distractions. What do you do? You just pull them all to these events where a lot of them take ecstasy and Molly and and every variation of all that stuff, coke, weed, you name it. And they're just 
jumping around and, and enjoying their favorite DJs. Kind of like a cult, if you think about it. You're all sitting around, and uh, when you see uh, another country's tribal um, um, events that they do to, to, how would you say, to to share an experience they look cultish as well to us like when the Jap the japanese dance where they're all doing the exact same movement uh the indian dance where they're all kind of doing that in sync it's it's um it's something that was i think originally something really healthy and sincere and then it evolved into something of control because the edm there's very uh, it's very little to no value if you think about it but with the tribal ones there's there's some that are rights there's some that are uh to meet the the uh, i don't know the new addition to the tribe or there's there's uh how would you say there's value there's a reason there's at the very least it's just let's have some fun together and i guess maybe edm kind of has that but it's just kind of strange that you go uh and you know what I might be wrong about that one. I don't know. But it just, it it feels like it's a control. And I don't know, maybe it was always a control, but um, distractions, that's all it sums up to. We have so many things that, that we choose to do. And when we get to an age where I'm at, like in your 30s, you start to ask yourself, what do I really value and what do I really want to spend my time doing? That's when you start asking those questions of, do I really want children or do I really want to be with this person or buy a house or move or um, do as a career? You start to really uh, internalize all your energy and you look back and you, you ask yourself, how the hell did I have time to go bowling every other day or skiing or or um, I don't know, maybe not something like that because that could be exercise, but maybe like video games or um, porn, a anything that, that at the end didn't really give you anything. And that's when you really start chipping away uh, at what you want to do. And I guess that's kind of where I'm at um, in a big way now. It, I mean, it, it's been happening as I grow, but now it's to the point where I'm asking those questions as well. And I realize all these distractions. And that's why, that's kind of why I do these audios to hope, hoping that somebody out there is, is at that stage where um, I was able to find, um, I guess in the end it all works out because I started with like Alex Jones and all these weird um, rabbit holes that, that really don't, I don't know, they don't get you anywhere. And then ultimately with the truth in seven minutes and all of that, uh, talk shoe and talking to everybody there, but it was at the perfect time because now I'm at the point where I ask myself, do I really want to watch that movie? And my movies went from like, I don't know, I would say well over 50 maybe. Um, what am I thinking every year? Yeah, because I went to the theater a lot and now 
uh, it's got to be something very unique and different to get me to watch it. And that's because I've already asked those questions. And I think most people do reach a point. And if they don't, then the problem is that they've distracted themselves so much that they wasted in they wasted so much time and now they have a crisis now they don't know why they feel hollow and why they feel like they haven't accomplished anything that's because they haven't they they're the mouse in the skinner box that keeps pressing the button over and over and over and the other ones where they put cocaine and the um uh, and by the way those there's more information that came out that um those tests were kind of screwed up that if the mouse had other things to do, he wouldn't become a junkie to drugs. Um, so that that kind of shows where the control comes from, and where maybe the the that it's not a coincidence that a lot of the crack gets sold in downtown and not the nice areas. And that's because um, I think that it, it's if something is a certain way. It's almost likely that it was. It's a certain way for a reason, and if you control that reason, then you're making those events happen. Um, so, yeah, the distractions I think are where you really start to evolve and and learn and and grow. So, I really don't like that I ended this one with that way, but. If you made it this far, then you're probably still somewhat entertained or you were just waiting to see where I was going. Um, so I'm going to... I'm trying to see the clock here. Okay. 120, not bad. Um, so if I don't get anyone to talk to me, please talk to me. Um, <laughs> if I don't get people to do podcasts, then no biggie. I'll just continue doing these. And uh, maybe in the future, I can do more with Mark or um, people that are, are interested. So remember on robertlego.org, down at the bottom, I do have a place for you to send messages also. I don't want to give my email because I, I, I hate getting spam and all that stuff. So... I'd rather just keep it safe that way, but I'll, I'll start checking that more often and responding, and then I can maybe bring stuff up here or we can try to do actual talks. Uh, and if not, you get this, exactly what you just listened to. Uh, so I'll try to do that, and if you don't hear one of these or you don't see one post up, then you'll probably see a posting on, the, on robertlego.org. So thanks very much for getting this far and hopefully you gain something from this and stay away from those distractions thanks for listening oh 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 o'reilly you need parts o'reilly auto parts has parts need them fast we've got fast no matter what you need we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it product availability just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.